0: Welcome to the Not All Love and I podcast. I'm your host, Romy Moreno. And today we have Michael De La Pava. From the Battle Axe Gym, welcome.
1: Well, thank you very much. You nailed that in the first try. I, don't I think... know
0: I practiced like so much. It was like <laughs> such a mouthful. So <laughs> true. Yeah,
1: there we go. <laughs> That's my claim to fame. It's just my name. That's it. Everything else
0: is why are you such a mouthful?
1: It's a lie. It's a lie.
0: <laughs> so, um, I love your shirt, by the way. Thank Strong you. as fuck. Apparently, before we actually met, pe- certain people thought that we would get along so great because of our personalities. And I don't think they were wrong.
1: They (laughs) nailed it. It's like they're the third person. I mean, Lulu and then, uh, of course, Joe. And then they were like, oh, you guys would get along. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, You guys nailed it. And
0: and I think part of it is because of our intense um, personalities.
1: Yeah, exactly. So intense. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm actually trying to be a little bit softer and work Mm -hmm. on my femininity and be more in my feminine energy. So that's the goal that I've had for the last couple months.
1: How's that going? (laughs) How is that long term? How's that looking?
0: Long term, Uh, I mean, we'll find out. Yes, I'm still in the process. I look, my hair's done. Yeah, you know, it It doesn't need to be done
1: exactly. Day one, (laughs) day one, one.
0: (laughs) you know, I don't have makeup on still, but whatever.
1: That's besides the point.
0: (laughs) But yes, I'm working on that. So, anyways. Tell me a little bit about your journey and how you found this passion for a strong man and everything that you do.
1: So historically, I've always been a very um, athletic and competitive person in that sense. So it first started with martial arts. That was kind of my, um, my real first passion. And when I was doing Muay Thai fighting, I wanted to teach Muay Thai. And I did. And then eventually I wanted to do it on my own. But I quickly got into other sports like rugby and I wanted to get into things I didn't do while preparing for fights. Because when you're preparing for martial arts and fighting, that's your whole life. You run, sleep, jog, eat, train just for that. And around 26, 28 after I stopped fighting, I I started getting into I wanted to do things I didn't get to do. So rugby was one of them, strong man, lifting weights heavier. Um, on top of that, I'd already been a, a personal trainer at 24 Hour Fitness. I was doing like boot camp things on the side, but I thought that Muay Thai would be my calling, like teaching martial arts. In the process of getting fit and getting stronger, I started to fall in love with the idea of garage gyms. This was 12 years ago, 11 years ago, when garage gyms just started popping up in Miami. You would see a couple, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world Zach Evanesh, uh, Joe DeFranco, Wesley, who was my coach and mentor, had his own gym. I thought that uh, idol maker. These were things that I wanted to do. Now I knew that building strength was my capacity. Plus I had lost a lot of weight when I got into martial arts. I mean, I grew up a fat kid and I I did the journey. You know, I woke up every day to train, I lost weight. I didn't take any pills or drugs, not that I'm against it. It's just, I did that, that particular journey and I was happy. And I saw how it changed my life. My personality was finally blossoming at a young age. And I said, okay, I want to bring other people along. I want to make people fucking strong. And then I opened up my own gym and I took that big step into that, especially um, especially with, with fighting and being like the base of what I like to do. But then I found strongman and powerlifting and strength and conditioning to be a way of expressing it, which really strongman just became the closest thing to fighting I can do and it was just addicting. And thus opening up all these doors into coaching, mentoring, and leading and stuff like that.
0: That's really cool. Do you still practice any
1: martial arts? So I guess you can always say a martial artist, a true martial artist never stops practicing. I'll go hit the bags occasionally, but I wouldn't, I'd be straight up honest and tell you that I don't practice it like I should. It doesn't leave you when you've done it for so long, especially 20 plus years, but I was hitting the bags constantly last year. And then once I started kind of getting a little beat up, I kind of took a step back, but I've never stopped practicing, whether it's, you know, shadow boxing like a dork in the gym, or picking up a kali stick, or wind chun, or hitting the bags—it just doesn't leave you. Like, I can hit a bag for an hour, no problem. Wow. To do cardio for an hour, I would die. You know, but you do what you can.
0: Oh, I need to do more cardio. Yeah.
1: I just started. I started doing that. Re- I just did it this morning because I hate myself. Good but for you. There's I'm like so discipline. I'm like, no, self hatred. Okay, I'm what so I'm happy, happy for, for you. you
0: yeah, yeah, I need to do more cardio for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I just bought new running
1: shoes. Oof i used to i used to run a lot
0: me too yeah i've um, done like i don't even know how many half marathons
1: mm. Mm. i don't have anything against running it's just that a certain body weight it's just not constructive anymore for me i think running's awesome i just don't i walk i use ellipticals it depends what my goal is right specificity uh, maybe one day in the future if i lose a bunch of weight and decide to run again sure
0: i feel like with running though what I like about it is that once you run, you gotta run back. Yeah, <laughs> you you're can't fucked. fucking quit. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's just like I run as far as I want. Like I have my goal, and then I run as far as I want, and I'm like, I gotta come
1: back. Yeah, you go one. it's smart. You don't <laughs> go, go in a back. circle. You gotta go all the way in one direction and back.
0: <laughs> Correct. So I'm like, I have to go back, and it's it's one of those things that I I notice. I don't know if I've ever gotten on runners high. I've I don't know what that means with all the years that I ran or have run or whatever, but I do get very like something clicks inside of me where I literally feel like David Goggins or something. <laughs> I swear to God, the shit that I tell myself in my head, I'm like, I wish I could record this, but I I can't. Like yeah. I have to keep running, but fuck, I wish I could record
1: this. That that is what. So I've had runner's high many times, and I thought it was mythological at first. And when I was fighting, I was running a lot, like 30, 40 miles a week. I mean, that's what you do. Looking back, I probably would have ran less and sprinted more, but whatever. Mm. And I thought it was mythological at first, too. And then suddenly you hit like that. You do. You feel like you never get tired you feel like you're running and your strides are perfect. You look like an, I look like an Olympian, you know, you're thinking, some yeah. people are taking notes <laughs> on me. And suddenly I'm like, I can solve world hunger. I can build robots. You know, I'm ready for the apocalypse. you just so confident. And I'm like, finally, one day I got back and I go, oh, this has to be what people refer to as runner's high. And it's obviously you get to a Level of you know dropping cortisol, dopamine, fix, endorphins, where you know you're basically on a natural chemical high. And I came up, and I still do. I guess I do want to do some cardio stuff, or after a really heavy lift, you feel like you just solved everything in your mind. I want to record. Like (laughs) I wish I had phones back then. I'd be bro. Why
0: don't I have my (laughs) television show? Where my paparazzi? (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Note to self. You know, but now it's it's one of those things where. I'm starting to chase that. I've chased it in other aspects, but to be frank, running or runners higher, that clairvoyancy from running is, is so awesome. I miss that. I didn't miss it for a while. And then recently I'm like, man, I miss just being able to run, you know, but sports have taken my joints in a different direction. But I love that. Like yeah. that feeling you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That is it. That's what that is to me.
0: So then maybe I have had some. For
1: sure. It. You feel indestructible. You're like, this is it. And you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to run four miles. But I don't know miles. about
0: looking like an Olympian. <laughs> I can tell you that, man. A
1: good my
0: first here half here. marathon, that is... So the first half marathon that I did, well, I just want to say, if anybody wants to start running, definitely get the right running shoes. Mm. Like, that's so important. I always thought I couldn't run. My friend was like, oh, I'm doing a half marathon. Let's do it. <laughs> Me always trying to, you know? Fuck yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know how but we will <laughs> I was running with fucking Nike Freeze oh. because they're running shoes sure, sure. yeah bro. my shin splits nice. were I, I couldn't even run them out I'm like <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to do 13 yeah. <laughs> okay so then that's when I started learning you have to go to the running store get fitted on the treadmill mm-hmm. luckily I'm a neutral runner so I could get any shoe that I want Oh, nice. so okay. I don't you know, pronate you or what? Yeah. Neat. So perfect. What a difference. Oh, my God. I'm able to run. I never got shin again. But <laughs> the first um, half I did was at Disney World. Dang. Because so extra, right? Sure, yeah. And what I love, place. yeah, but what I love about it, too, is that you dress up and it's just the yeah. whole costume thing is just amazing, right? I love doing that. I'm not like this huge... um party thing person or whatever but when it's a theme party like it's so fun
1: all i do is theme parties
0: yeah (laughs) why haven't i been invited
1: uh, (laughs) hey uh so anyways this weather's crazy today did we get to edit that part (laughs) so
0: for my first half we were tweedled and tweedledum. nice you know Mm -hmm. i trained for months running those long distances whatever whatever the day of the of the the half (laughs) marathon comes and I remember getting my running shoes and putting them behind the door, like on the handle. And I go, ha Imagine if I leave the shoes. Oh,
1: Ha-ha.
0: no. Bro. <laughs> An hour before we get to Orlando, I like I'm laying down and I get up and I'm like. <gasps> and everyone's like, what? And I go. I left my shoes. Yep. But also my costume.
1: <laughs> oh, more important the costume. <laughs> exactly. Fuck the Thank shoes. Of course. Thank you for
0: understanding. <laughs> How you dare you not finish style? But I was just like, they're like, oh, because you know, you you could get any sneakers, whatever. But I learned you have to break them through. So I used that excuse in order for me to get the costume because ain't nobody else give a fuck about me not having my costume. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you know. Um, They're
1: not the ones in the pictures, though. Okay?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're not the ones with their freaking little leggings and fucking ding, normal, yeah, some normal T-shirt. Yeah. Oh my God. So, yo, I have like some bomb ass friends always. Like the people that I have in my life sometimes are just off the chain. So, my friend Jackie, she lived in my complex. She broke into my house. She got the stuff. She gave it to my other friend Denise who drove to West Palm beach and then our happy ass is driving back to West Palm beach. And I'm just like wow. cringing. Like I can't have,
1: yeah, just... cause
0: the whole plan was to get to Orlando. We're going to carb load because back then I thought that well, you needed to do that. Sure. I, I can't past. even, bro. Yeah. And then I'm cramping the whole time, <laughs> but whatever. So like we were going to carb load. We we're going to take a nap. Da-da-da-da-da. At this point, that's none of that is happening. None <laughs> you're of that you're is running happening.
1: up your stress now.
0: So we get to West Palm. I get my stuff, whatever. The minute we get back to Orlando, the race is about to start. So there's no napping or any pasta. Straight to it. Yes. We checked into the hotel, changed really fast, put on our super bright blush and then went to the fucking start. Shotgun start. Bro, my leg, my my leg from sitting in that car all day. That pants, shit added. was like, oh my god! To add to that, this race is in November. It was the wine and dine, mm. so it was cold. Yeah, yeah, and it nice. was a nighttime race. Oh my gosh! Yeah, beautiful, mm-hmm. well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no fucking fantastic Way to hate first yourself. Race. Yes, first fucking race. Yeah, and um, <laughs> mind you, I'm literally wearing nothing—leggings yeah. and a little tank top to look fucking cute. Yeah.
1: Beauty is pain. It Clear. starts
0: raining. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, it gets so much better. It starts raining. And I'm just like, wow, this is really what I'm doing right now. Okay. Yeah. I I have to finish. Now, in Disney, they have um, what is called the balloon ladies. So they're the ladies at the end of the race with a balloon walking the race. So if you fall behind the balloon ladies, they pick you up and drive you to the front. Oh,
1: wow. This is mm-hmm. like a mercy kill. Yeah. Yes, and everyone sees you in your little carrito, looking yes. like a failure. Right? Exactly. Wait. Wow. Where it goes? So I'm
0: just yeah. like, okay. So I don't know where the fuck I got like a garbage bag, and I put that shit on like a cape because I thought that that was going to keep me warm or not wet. Yeah. But that's how I started nice. my race.
1: Like a homeless lady, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. They would have just kicked you out. They're like, where did this random homeless lady come to run?
0: Yeah. There goes my whole costume. Yeah. You know, because what are our- My God, I start running. Now, with this race, you run through all the Disney parks, Mm -hmm. right? And literally, you run through all the Disney parks, and you finish in Epcot, and then you do Wine and Dine. Right. We were in Animal Kingdom, which was like the second park, I think. And my knee starts giving out on mile two. Oh, my. And Animal Kingdom, there's like a lot of hills up and down, up and down. And my knee starts giving out, and I'm just like. Nine to go. I put everybody on such a fucking mission today. I better finish the
1: shit. I better
0: finish the shit. Man, it was raining. It was cold. I was shivering. I was hating life. I was jumping in puddles. I kept saying, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just (laughs) keep swimming. You know, like trying to motivate myself. Best animated
1: (laughs) movie of all time. Oh.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, me, super dory. Yeah. Oh my god, I was just like, I am never doing this shit again. This the- is the worst. And then I see like these other ladies, like older, like not as fit, you know, just like you
1: kicking your this. ass. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, so Feeling sorry I'm sorry. am like, cry, ugly, crying, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you don't they're like pat- I don't know what I've through today.
1: Pat- you're gonna be okay, killer. <laughs> <You don't know laughs> <what> I-
0: <laughs> can I jump on your back?
1: Yeah, please. please?
0: <laughs> but I was just like, okay, I cannot fall behind these balloon ladies. Finally, we got to Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios was before Epcot, And I'm just like, we're almost there. bro. when you're running a half, I feel like mile eight mm. is the hardest yeah. fucking mile. It's and I just wanted to be done. I was so over. And then, of course, people go to spec you know, our spectators, yeah, right? So they're waiting for you to be done. So you could go hang out yeah. in the fucking wine and dine. So- this fucking race took me three hours oh. and 40 minutes.
1: Wow. The balloon. The no, they balloon. didn't.
0: No, because the thing is that when you when you um, sign up for the race, you have to turn in at least a 10K time. And depending on your time, they know what coral to put you. Okay. But because my time wasn't terrible for a 10K, I wasn't closer to the back. If I would have been closer to the back, I would have been riding with them balloon ladies yeah, for, yeah, sure, for sure. For sure. For sure. But three hours and 40 minutes. Oh. When I crossed that finish line, bro, I was crying. Like, oh my God, <laughs> I'll crying. I can't believe I uh, did this. Oh uh, my God, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah,
1: I'll do it. <laughs> but from 13 miles of saying you would never do it to
0: like literally, one, literally, I was just like, oh my God, when are we doing this again? Then I did the Miami Beach one, and then I started. I was running a lot during that time, and but when I look back on my pictures, I was just like, man, I was so skinny.
1: Mm, mm. Yeah, it's a different demand of the body, really. Yeah.
0: yeah, so I definitely want to incorporate running back into my lifestyle. I don't know. I want to do a half, mm. but there's a part of me that's like the training for it. Those early morning Saturday.
1: Yeah, run. I mean, it's also it, <sighs> running has a, a can be in any program really. It all depends on specificity and the person doing it. Since you already have such a skill set. But it's weird I think I look back at what I did when I was in my 20s and I don't I don't think I can replicate it due to the stressors of life it's not so much my, obviously I'm wear and tear of being a performance athlete for so long but at 24 25 even in my late 20s life stressors were very minimal you know day-to-day living was fine eating noodles and noodles or maybe not going out to lunch was good car payments were low I didn't really I think I believe that's the hardest part about trying to do something again. It's not the thing. It's everything around it. yeah, waking up at Saturday at five in the morning to go run, I'll do it. But now it's like, okay, but at seven I gotta get back. I have to do this, I have to do that. And that, that stressor takes away from how much I used to enjoy things. So, for example, fighting. People ask me all the time, oh, would you ever fight again? I go, I'm sure I could physically and mentally in that aspect, the set." But to wake up at five, to do cardio, to get punched out again, I'm like, when I have to run a business and things like that, I'm, I miss it. But that version of me is already dead. I'm
0: glad that you mentioned that because yeah. I was just going to say, back when I did that, my life was completely different. Mm. I was married with a very supported husband that would watch my son. Right. Now, as a single mom, I have no help. Right. Other than my mom, everyone said, Wow, when she's not working. So, as a single mom, to be able to commit to something like that is very hard.
1: It's a commitment and it's, it's an athletic endeavor that takes more than, like you said, it's more than just you. Everyone kind of has to carry your load if you have responsibilities, whether it's children or, you know, bills to pay or time. You can't be now, it's hard to say, Hey, guys, I'm not going to hang out for the next three months. Right. Or I'm not going to go to this particular dinner or party or birthday or. In your case, kids' birthdays and activities. I mean,
0: yeah, because it's not just my life that I'm putting on. Which is fine, because if this is something I want to do, sure. that I I'm 100 percent about making sacrifices. But when it starts affecting my kids, yeah, that's when I'm just like not okay with it. Kind of where what happened with me with 75 hard. Okay. I've done 75 hard maybe like four times, and because of this conversation with Joe, that's how how you came up. That's right. Right? right. So with this last round, I'm the type of person that I will go hard as much as I... I can't. Like, my body could shut down, and I would literally be crying. I've done workouts at 1 in the morning crying, like, I don't want to do this, but building that mental toughness. But with this last round, I don't know if it's because I set my intention that I want to be more feminine, and the spirit guides are just like, here, bitch, yeah. <laughs> like, this is not this, a very feminine program is, that you're doing. This you is, asked for. This is literally the opposite of what you want, right? right. But, yes, I could have completed the workout, but then – My inner bitch is like, you're not being 100% intentional because your kid came in here interrupting you and you had to give him the attention that he needed for a sec. Having no help, I'm caught between, does that workout count or do I do it again? But then when I do it again, I've done like four workouts in a day trying to complete this because I don't feel the other ones count. Mm. I don't have time for all that shit. Right. You know? Of course. If I had help, if I had a spouse, if I had you know whatever, it's different. But if I'm catching myself doing four workouts all day because I feel like the other two didn't count because I was interrupted by my kid, I really had I had to really sit with, okay, why am I doing this? Right. I'm doing this because I want to build my mental toughness, mm-hmm. right? This is why I've always done it, not because I want to lose weight or whatever, because there's other ways that I could do that. I could literally lose a ton of weight in three weeks in a healthy way. You know what I mean? And and be leaner. That's not what I'm trying to do. It's always for the mental toughness. But right now, there's a fine line between me building mental toughness and me beating myself up in a way that's not really healthy. Mm. And then also... Like, some of my outdoor workouts, I will go to Indian Hammocks, and I'll go and I'll run with my son. I'll let him run. We'll run back and forth. You know, that'll count as my... But if he wants to go off and chase a fucking squirrel, I'm like, no, Ian, we got to stay on track.
1: Right. <laughs> you know? Stay, but he to wants to
0: go But he wants to go chase a squirrel and play for a little bit. I have my kids every other week.
1: So you're going to go hang out.
0: Of I'm going to go fucking chase that squirrel. Right. But now I'm like, mm-hmm. Those five minutes didn't count. Yeah. And even though it was 40 minutes and it's 45 minutes,
1: I got to do this shit again. <laughs>
0: you know? So that's why with this last round, I restarted probably like three times. And mm-hmm. every time I've done 75 hard, I see it through the end and not fail. The only time I failed was when I got food poisoning one round on day 68.
1: Oh, Jeez, right at the end. Yeah.
0: like And... It was in a point in my life where I had the, the business I was with previously had just opened and I was still adjusting to being a single mom. My dad had just committed suicide a couple months ago. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not restarting this right now. I need to have other areas of focus. Mm. That's the only time that I failed that far along. But the other times I completed, I've completed 75 hard twice all the way through with no fails. Okay. With no fails. Right. And this last time, my first fail was because I missed a fucking picture, which I never, I literally had a conversation in the sauna with this girl at the gym where she was telling me what she was doing 75 hard, the picture was the hardest part. And I was just like, how? Like you wake up, you take the picture, like, and that's it. And there's my smart ass
1: failing. Came back at you two forget, weeks later like for talking on that shit. <laughs> you forgot oh, your shoes on this one.
0: Oh man! And I, w- I was just like, okay, so whatever, restart. Then it was just that whole thing with the workouts and the time and not giving my kids the attention that they need, and then also my business. Like mm, I have my business and the type out. of work that I do, which I'm, I'm sure you understand, because yeah. we give out a lot of energy. Absolutely. Because that's how we show up for our clients. Mm. Now, me as a healer, not only do I give out a lot of energy, I'm also pulling energy from people. Right. Right? So energetically, I'm fucking exhausted sometimes. And I need to energetically take care of myself or else it's either I go and I beat Mm. myself up this way and then I'm good for not my kids, my clients, myself.
1: and There, you got to put the life preserver on yourself first. I mean, that's like you said it earlier on too, you know, from business to training especially as you start to quote-unquote age, sustainability becomes one of the most important parts of anything. Um, I wish these were things that I was told when I was younger because the term sustainability was not, well, it was an alien concept to me. Or I just thought of it as weak. You know, there was no tomorrow. And I still use that as a tool set, but not necessarily a GPS system. I talk to a lot of my younger lifters and most people in general, especially people that are, you know, self-employed, or in chasing an athletic endeavor is sustainability is not the necessary the GPS, but it needs to be the groundwork. As you get older, you know, most things are unsustainable. It's just you can become very specific with what is a sustainable family, health, money, those things need to be sustainable. Sports, aesthetics, not as much as you think. So, and obviously training for a competition, being an athlete is ultimately selfish. There's just the truth. Being a coach or being a leader or a parent is selfless. And I talk about this often in my work. It's it's a very hard, quote-unquote, and I use the word balance loosely, because you have to pick and choose one or the other. I tried for years to be both, and one would always suffer. If I was a very good athlete, it was too selfish to be. I was an aggressive coach. I would leave early. I was constantly tired and pushed. And as I started getting better as a coach, I didn't have the chip on my shoulder or that 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 anger that focus to be the athlete, and then I didn't have it. So, it w- I eventually had to choose seasons to do something. So, for example, just to make it more uh, present, this year I'm going to chase more of a bodybuilding aesthetic goal, which at at the moment is not pulling a lot from my life. I can still be a great coach. I can be a businessman. I can be around for family endeavors. I know that at the end of the year, when I'm now starting to be in the lower body weight and low calories. I've already kind of forewarned people, hey, you know, I'm going to step back from coaching because I'm probably going to be a little bit tired and, and grumpy. and are an
0: asshole. Yeah, around.
1: I'm just going to go just sit on this thing by you know. myself, you know, don't talk to me. <laughs> but it's a season. I know that it'll be three, four months of that. But I had built six, eight months of, you know, building business and focusing. And I started to really get in that concept of using things seasonally and then certain mindsets and certain goals as, as a tool set. Right now, it's demanding, it's starting to demand discipline, it's starting to, I mean, I love going out in the sense of drinking alcohol, it's one of my favorite things. I love having whiskey, I love it. I don't like, people are like, oh, like, shut up. I, love I
0: haven't drank in like, over 80 days since my what? birthday.
1: Oh, yeah, my... I track it, let me see. Jeez. That's... Your face right now. That's yeah, I, that that's insane. I haven't had a drink in two weeks and I thought it was a hot shit.
0: Day 78. Holy crap. I, I last drank on my birthday. November.
1: I remember you posted the drinking. That was the last time. Yeah, no, yeah. it's just doesn't do well for me. Yeah. I, I but
0: everybody, there, that's your way to just chill the fuck out. It
1: is. And it's, um, it's difficult to get away from that. It becomes, I think when I started to put, I'm not against drinking. Please, nobody take that. You can drink all you want. I'll drink till I die. That being said, it's not aligning with where I need to go right now. Especially in the sense of aesthetics, alcohol is the worst thing you can do. You can still perform hungover right. and stuff, but so. And long story short is these are just tool sets for what I need to do, and it it's really where the sports are aligning with my lifestyle now. It used to be that I would make my life align to the sport because I could. Mm-hmm. I was 30, 28. I can be selfish. I can be rough and tough, but I'm pushing forward, and at a certain point, it's. It becomes a, a choice whether or how much I really want to do certain things. But as long as it's aligning and then I don't dedicate my entire life until I have to. And then I'm okay with it because I've, I've built the foundations, so whether it's monetary or, you know, you do kind of have to prepare your family when you say, hey, for the next three months, I am not going anywhere. This is my life. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm not going to have a drink. I'm not going to go to birthday parties. I'm not going to have a fucking piece of cake. Don't ask me to. And it's tough because they're not until they get used to it. And my, most of my family and friends are, but that's 15 years of sport, but still. Right. So that's been the biggest, I guess you can say as a fucking adult, the difference are is the the surrounding stressors and how to pick things that are sustainable and what are tool sets. You know, and what I used to think were character traits are were just tool sets. You right. know, I would say, oh, I'm just rage and anger. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to function on. But they're tool sets for me. Rather than always being always training angry, it's when to use it, or when to be distant. I'm like, oh, you know, I gotta be that cold lone wolf athlete. I'm like, on the contrary, now I welcome people to train with me, which is really not like me because I I train aggressively, and if you're kind of eating ass, I'm like, get out. There's still some of that, but I also know that I have to bring people up. So I'm like, look, let me show you.
0: That takes a lot of work.
1: It's super. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm telling you is, I no. It drains, and it's a balance in that sense, or maybe a choice of when to do what. It's like, for example, this morning, like I said, I did cardio. I didn't want anyone around. I have to also get the habit of being ready. The other day, I sat and talked to a guy next to the treadmill for 30 fucking minutes. You know, it's it, it, learning to be more accepting of other moments in that aspect. Yeah, I you have
0: to check in with yourself and see where you're at. Have to. Some yeah. days it's just... Like, even when I practice yoga, some days I want to do power yoga and just kick ass. And some days I'm just like, nope, ying. And I'm just going to be a little bit more relaxed and stretching today. Because that's not only I'm always like, listen to your body, but I think you also have to listen to your mind. Mm,
1: absolutely. Yeah, that's the mind is my favorite part of everything. That's uh, my passion in the sense of obviously I went to school for psychology and I've been able to use that as a fuel set I'm not, i've obviously learned a lot of things on outside of school but the mindset of training the mindset of athleticism sports psychology is my favorite thing by far i'd rather discuss that than biomechanics
0: look how excited you are <laughs> i
1: love it <laughs> Oh my hands, <laughs> yeah 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 sports psychology is everything the mindset the concepts of it visualization and then not just theory not just talking and not only application, but reading peer-reviewed journals and scientific studies that have quantitative and qualitative data, why this is important. And that's surfacing a lot now in sports because of social media, there's a proliferation of information and people are understanding that the old school visualize it, there's more science to it. That's okay to use both sides to it. It's okay to say that it's worked for you and other clients, but also to back it up with some data and unite both mindsets from the extreme hippie that doesn't believe in science to the extreme nerd that doesn't believe in anything kind of starting to unite both of those parties and saying hey there's benefit if and when it's done at a professional practice rate and when it comes to sports aside from personal experience and great anecdotal data as a coach that's my favorite aspect sitting with somebody understanding their mindset a b and or c personality types and how to progress this athlete forward that's my fucking job and you have to be professional with it, not just, hey, do this because I'm telling you. It's more, right. hey, do this. Here's some information. Here's some journal. Here's some practice stuff. Here's what you did. And then you develop your particular style that's going to carry you for the rest of your life.
0: And that's amazing because a lot of coaches, they just go by the same textbook, same program, same they don't know any better. They just think that that's the way that it is. But to really have that understanding, every single person is different. Oh man! Yeah. And and as a coach, you know, as a life coach too, I know a lot of coaches that use the same program for all their clients. Like this is the program, and this is what we're following, and, right? And that's it. And I I have one program like that. It's a group program, but yeah. that's the intention of that program. People know what they're going into. Now, when you work with me one on one, after the assessment, you might want to come to me for one thing and after reviewing the assessment after i feel your energy i we're going a different direction and every single session is tailored maybe even how your energy is that day individualized programming individualized working with with clients is so important because we're all so fucking different right And we need different things. What works for one person might not work for the other person. Even the way that you speak. And I learned that when I was a supervisor for the state. I spoke about this with Jeff when I had him on the podcast. Learning different personality types, which I I heard you mention. Right. Right? As a supervisor... I was very like, no, this is the way it needs to be done. I was very straight to the point. Even in my meetings, I was just like, this is the information. Any questions? No. Okay, back to work. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I went into a training for personality traits that I realized that some people might see it as, I don't give a fuck, and I'm just trying to get through
1: yeah. the
0: meeting. Versus me, I'm just like, oh, I'm just being efficient. Right. So learning different personalities and all of this stuff. Yeah is so
1: important i mean and credit to you and credit to a lot of people that are actually on that path is those are the traits and the practices that translate into life and vice versa right the things that you learn outside of sport being a supervisor and being a leader are translating directly into your business and now the things you do in your business are translating directly how you might be a parent or a friend or a daughter or anything a lover or anything And that's kind of what, when I have my podcast and the way I talk often when I write or haven't written in a while, admittedly, but when I speak and record, that's why I love the mentality, right? There's Of course, um, physical prowess is very important to me. Looking a certain way and being physically strong is probably almost or as important to me as mental strength because it's just an opinion that that physical practice relates higher to the mentality and then they feed each other at first. Once that one is fed into the other, I think mentality starts feeding more into the body. But originally, and this is why I think, for example, I look at when I look at young lifters. It's probably easier for me to teach a young lifter or an inexperienced lifter the practices physically that are going to make them mentally strong. If I tell a young lifter or an inexperienced, just don't be a pussy, like don't be scared. That That's an action item. That person doesn't fathom what not being scared is. But... If you show them that they did this deadlift or a lift or stone, and they do it often, I said, "Do you see? Do you see that in the grand, the, the bigger picture, how discipline and commitment has gotten that weight up off the ground safely, and you're not hurt and you're strong?" And they're like, "That is physically what you're feeling." And I go, "That's courage. That's discipline." And they're like, "Oh, now they feel those words instead of me just telling you." They might think discipline and courage is who I am. I go, "You don't want to be me, right? You want to be you and better than me." And I found that, that that's why physical prowess. But the mentality aspect that we're talking about here is, is the is like the final form concept where they start to see. And I, as you know, this there's no bigger compliment than when a lifter or a client tells you, "Hey." I was walking down the street, and I saw this, and I realized that's what we talked about when we train. You're like, oh,
0: fucking, yes. this is yeah. the one. Is. This is why I do it. Yeah, it's in there now. And, you know, Inception, yes. motherfucker. Yes. You know,
1: yes. I am Leonardo DiCaprio. And that's been my biggest, one of the best compliments is I often mention that, you know, they say, hey, and this is this not cliche. This is This true. They'll take a competition, or they'll they'll take the courage that they did from that deadlift, and they say, I quit my job and started my own business mm-hmm. or I stood up to this person because I know I'm felt strong. I feel capable and they learn it from the gym. Right. And that to me is why I do and I would say we what we do what we do. It's it's, it's something you can't put into a monetary term.
0: I know you say that they learn it because of the gym but I think that's just part of it. I sure. think having you as a coach and the way you break things down
1: Thank you.
0: and I'm telling you because the way and you see me smiling is because the way that you break shit down I'm just like that's me. Yeah, we like see it. I see <laughs> that's those, you know? me. Like yeah. that's You break it down so much that they could actually see it and right. process it and understand it. So when it happens, it's just you know putting the mind and the body together right. for them to actually understand it. Because you could explain till you're blue in the face, whatever, and they're just like, okay, okay. But not until they get that mind-body connection and they see that breakdown, they'll un understand
1: right now you're smiling like I was smiling (laughs) because we're on the same page you know right it's not often that that happens um I think and I know you understand I I know that you're going to agree with this that people uh, we have a saying I say there's no such thing there's no such thing as little things I took it from my friend George who owned a a gym power alley he moved up to Tampa but he I said oh it's the little things this was like seven years ago and he said there's no such thing as little things and that has stuck with me forever because I am that person that will take a saying and overthink it and dissect it, and then I'll dissect it again and again and again and again, because there are no such thing as little things, you know. So I don't say it to be rude. Like if you say, "Oh, it's the little things," I'm not that jerk that says, "Hey, son, you're dumb," you know,
0: stop being an asshole.
1: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> but there are no little things. Those, like for example, I, I say something like in a relationship. When you're in a relationship or something with your parents, you know, bringing them the flowers, the, the shit that you miss the most is not the fucking vacations in Paris. It's the fucking little comemierdas of the, the little note that you'll never see again. The memories, like they're so they're small. So, if those are so magnificent, why is that overlooked in training, and, and when you're speaking to someone, why not? You know, and again this particular style is not for everyone but these are the practices that set up the bigger thing and mm-hmm. i don't like to leave or at least most stones unturned now not everyone is ready for that like you know you got to prepare people for that information but that's why i love it because with the mind i just feel that like you were saying earlier everyone's so different just like the body mm-hmm. but the body has its very similar things you know hip structure you know is only so much and certain squats and feet positioning yes there's everyone's different, but the mind is just like this endless clay. I'm like, let me play here. Professionally, of course, and this is where it's good to be communicative and informative. You know, you're not just telling people what to do. You're trying to let them figure it out for themselves right. too. And I think that's where I've learned, admittedly, the man that I was ten years ago as a coach would it's just <laughs> not, you know what I mean? Like it's I look at that guy would be like, You fucking pussy, you're doing this just cause. Mm-hmm. Like there was I was younger, and I I say that openly. I've learned a lot from teaching, and I've learned a lot from my lifters and my clients, myself included. Where, if if I can coach you into coming up with the idea yourself, I feel like I've done something. The example, for example, let's say you start deadlifting or coaching, and you go, "Oh, I deadlifted five hundred like one rep max yesterday, even though you were supposed to do five reps." I go, "What's your logic?" Like, why did you do that? Oh, well, I did. And I'll just keep pushing that envelope of why you did you do that? Where did you see that? Typically, it's an underlying issue, whether it's fear or um, they want to make somebody proud or they had a really rough day, so they're expressing their anger that way. I'm like, so the problem or the issue or the things we should talk the root about. The cause. Yeah, is this. <laughs> Stop fucking with my program and don't ruin your body. You know, and that makes a connection. And then they use that mindset and I know we've done it. I've done it personally. When I'm about to get mad at somebody, I'm like, am I really mad at this person? Or is this coming from the fact that I, you know, didn't complete a task yesterday and I'm frustrated? It's the same thing when I'm about to break programming. Am I really supposed to be doing this or am I just using this as an excuse to do what I'm doing? Again, the correlation of mind, body, and psychology is there.
0: Do you do any breath work or any meditation?
1: I do. So, okay. so I,
0: I, see, I could tell. <laughs> because in order for you to be able to grow a reaction time yeah. from what I'm sure you used to not have, mm-hmm. you were very just like reaction. reaction, responsive. Same. Yeah. Okay. Like, and my moon is in Aries, so Aries are very just like in your face yeah. right away. Breath work. Helps with that so much. Yeah, I agree. Helps so much because your body just starts relaxing and just giving it that space to be able to respond Mm. versus react, which is a huge thing.
1: Yes, it perfectly said. In 2017, which was a very rough year for me personally, one of the many difficult things was that I had a pretty bad spine injury. My leg went numb. I was told I would never lift again. I ended up working with a very good coach, Brian Carroll and Stu McGill, a spine specialist. And that technically, in a sense, saved my life. But I needed other outlets. Whether it was nutrition, I got on keto, I started dieting harder. I had nothing. I couldn't train. I couldn't lift. I went from being the strongest person in the room 99% of the time to not being able to walk. It was terrible. So the self-esteem, the self-image, the self-analyzing, I was just destroying myself in other aspects. So I started working. I started looking into meditation and breathing, things that I did briefly as a martial artist, but I was so young and indestructible, I thought it was just a waste of my time. I was all sword and damaged. So Lucas Irwin, who owns Rebel Mindfulness, he's a good, I would consider him a good friend of mine. He started doing these this mindful meditation or MBSR maybe 10 years ago now. So by the time we reached out to him, he had already been practicing, he was teaching it, and that's when I started to learn not only the concept of mindful meditation being present, breathing practices, but also the science behind it and how you can repair gray matter. And this isn't just, you know, woo yeah, woo shit. It's not hippie stuff. It's, there's this That's is really be. working. Yeah, you're right. And it's like, now I'm like, they knew what the
0: fuck they were talking about for
1: thousands of years, you know, and, and whatever you want to call it, where it's chakras, energies, gray matter. The point is that if done correctly and applied to the right person in the right way, it's life changing. And it changed my life, certainly. Do I practice it enough? No. Just, I. there'll be times when I'm like, man, I haven't meditated in like two, three months. What am I doing? And I'll get to it. But to start it, like you're saying, the breathing pattern and the, the joy of meditating now visits my life much faster because I've learned it. And again, I know you know this. It's, it's often misused. And the terminology is often abused on Instagram and social media to monetize things like, be present okay, you know, I know what you're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was very happy. Thank you for that. Because I owe it all to Lucas. He really helped me be more responsive. And 2017 was a shift in my life and financially and emotionally and as a coach because of that practice. And I continuously push that today. I tell people often, I'm like, meditate. And I give them information. I'm like, just start with three minutes a day. And identify and be present in the moment and that led into a lot of other activities and you know just be more open to that rather than just being like that's a fucking waste of time when i know it directly translates to sport like it's fucking ridiculous Mm -hmm. so we practice it often when you're going for a big lift i you are nowhere else you are so present you can smell the chalk in the air basically right why not practice that when we can Mm-hmm. Push that off.
0: And there's different types of meditation. Like there's moving meditation, like that's what yoga is, but even just walking meditations. Yeah. So a lot of people say, I can't meditate and I have ADHD. So if
1: I could do it. Yeah, I mean, you're hearing sounds down, like you're hearing sounds in Alabama right now. I can see your eyes. You're like, do you hear that bird? I'm like, yeah, but it's like 30 miles away. You're like, no, it's like right in the room.
0: Well, like the conversation we had before we went on air. So you gave me one of these energy mints, which I feel fucking fantastic. See, it yeah. was worth the E2 texture. Goes. Energy mints, E2 tell me goes. a little bit about these. I know so, how I'm feeling, but so tell
1: me. I rarely put my name behind things. Obviously, I don't. My my brand is obviously a big deal to me. So these energy to goes or eat two goes, they're very very clean in the sense of they were created by a, a food chemist, and he worked for Nestle. And the whole point was to create a clean way of absorbing caffeine i have a lot of gut issues i mean i'm in my late 30s and i'm hispanic so gut issues run crazy in my family coffee i love coffee i'm colombian it's like a thing but at one point i started developing GERD, palpitations i love pre-workouts i want them to melt my face i love that shit (laughs) and even that makes me fucking crazy i want to die i just
0: had a visual
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm i'm like i literally like a rock album you know so they brought this to my table. I remember I was I tried it. It's Basically, it's a chewable caffeine tablet. Not yeah. very chewable. Well, yeah, it's, Wait, like you, it's, it's a mint. It was like I put a rock in your mouth.
0: Yeah, I mean, you 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 pulled it out, and I'm just like, "Am I gonna feel like I'm on crack?"
1: Yeah, I was like, "Exactly." I'm like, "Don't worry, this is a clean drug. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing Everyone's
0: it. Everyone's doing it." So you I'm like, share it. Just yeah. give it to me. Yeah,
1: exactly. You're like, "Fuck it."
0: And then. Getting past the texture, it wasn't so bad. It tastes very minty. Yeah.
1: But. And then it, it dissolves in your mouth, so you're not digesting it through your gut. Mm-hmm. So you typically feel the caffeine within 5 to 10 minutes. When you ingest and the caffeine goes through your gut, it typically takes 30 to 40 minutes and there's a crash because obviously your gut responds to it. And then things like Monster, and they're just full of things that are yeah, shitty for you. Shit. As much as it's fun, mm-hmm. and it's convenient to drink an entire Monster, that's a lot. I used to drink two. I've
0: never drank a Monster. That's a lot. This fucking huge ass fucking drink.
1: It's meant for two servings, roughly or one. And oh, a half. yeah. But <laughs> who <laughs> drinks? Who the fuck yeah, to exactly.
0: Open that, and it's and in a can. Coffee. That's yeah. just gonna be flat.
1: That's how they do it, you know. So, <sighs> this has been a, a great, a great source of caffeine. I've been able to. I don't drink coffee anymore. I don't take pre workouts. And there's nothing in there. It's just antioxidants, magnesium, you know, potassium stuff. There's some electrolytes in there and a little bit of dextrose to actually make it a mint. So it's like two grams of sugar. Mm-hmm. And I put my name behind it. I give it to all my lifters. But it's not only, I mean, not to push the product crazy, but it's just, it's just caffeine. So I use it for work. It's more of a lifestyle thing. If, like if you're going to go sit and work on programming... I, did I mean,
0: you felt the need to take one before recording a podcast. So, and look how amazing <laughs> yeah. I'm doing! Yeah, look how amazing
1: I'm I know. doing. <laughs> exactly, we're all like jazz hands and stuff. Yes. Yeah.
0: No, honestly, I don't feel cracked out. I feel, I feel very happy.
1: Yeah, it's pure. It's just nice caffeine. It's a clean mm-hmm. source, and then you know, there's no crash. You can you still keep your appetite, and I enjoy it. And then you know, in an hour or two, I won't feel that kind of like <sighs> the crash. And then what do you do? You ingest more caffeine. I don't. So. Right. It's been a it's a bit a big game changer for me, especially with gut health, which is, I mean, I'm glad that it's more prevalent as far as what people are understanding of it, but it's been a big deal for me in the last five years, big, and because I drink like a fucking animal when I do, it's something that I've had to really discipline, and again, another reason why I'm going towards more uh, discipline art like bodybuilding, where it's all encompassing, not that. Let me go on air and say this. Not that performance sports means you should be a fat piece of shit. It's just that you're able to get away with it, and we as humans will jump through that loophole. So in strongman or powerlifting or anything, you're more likely to have the pizza or the burger or a couple drinks of beer because your performance may not be as hindered. But if you're trying to do things aesthetically, man, you can have a piece of cheese and it shows somewhere, basically at this percentage. So... It's never the sport's fault. It's us. I'm
0: like in a place where I'm trying to still build my lower body more. Yeah. And then I'm just like, okay, but I want to be like skinnier. Like my six pack isn't showing as much. So I'm kind of now in that tug where I'm like, should I just want to lean out more or do I want to keep growing?
1: Yeah. It's hard to do both. 99% of people can't do both. Some people can and if you're a clean, I
0: feel
1: I can. Yeah, of course. Yeah. This is why he ran with, with in a garbage bag around you. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's all coming out. I can do anything. I can do I can anything. Do I can, you, are you in a runner's high right now? Did you? Just, no, I'm on the, the e, what is it? E2G, E2G. high. You're like, yes, I can do anything. I can do anything. I mean, if you're a clean athlete, if you're a non-performance enhancing, can you? Yes. And here's where the bell curve comes into play. If you're a very, if you're a newer person into sports, you'll get the lose. Fat and gain muscle quickly or if you have one or the other but since you're in shape it's gonna be a little harder for you to do both at once like once you get in the middle of that groove to gain muscle and to lose fat is very difficult Doable, yes. But, I could do hard things. Yeah, <laughs> I chewed the tablet. Didn't you see me? But it only I, took me 10 minutes. <laughs> yes, I, I literally. We spent half the time getting that. The microphone oh and everything God, was ready. Is what is this? <laughs> I'm like, I'm confused. But uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I just think it's dual. It's just, again, specificity. Um, but, yeah, I understand exactly what you mean. I'm in the part where I'm like, I want to get huge, but I don't want to get like too fat. But I also want to lean out a little bit. Right now, I'm seeing the benefits because I just started. In about two, three months, it's really going to have to be, where do I want to go? Put on 10, 15 pounds of muscle and tissue and then drop dramatically for the end of the year for, let's say, if we do a show. Um, but that's that's always been the case. It's seasonal stuff.
0: I've always thought about doing like one of those bikini competitions because yeah. so I know that I'll fucking kill it. Yeah. But I don't want to put myself through that. It's
1: tough. I know they have another one now. So I've
0: a, a I've had people come up to me like, "Can I please coach you?" Because that's awesome. And, well, you want to hear funny stories? Yes, I love funny stories. <laughs> when I was like nineteen or twenty, used to hang out in South Beach all the time because eighth and whatever Ocean was where it's at. I was always drinking, partying, whatever, whatever. It was always packed. There was one day. I don't know what happened with this guy. Like we were just we were bantering back and forth, and I was like, I could wrestle you to the ground. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and he was he was a big guy, yeah, ripped muscles, whatever. And he was like, No, you can't. And I was like, Yes, I can. Like I could totally bring you down to the ground. And he kept on, so I just grabbed him and I did just that. Wow! And I could tell you there was probably like. 30 people, because it was already around four or five, so it was just the beach was packed, surrounded us in a circle. And we're just like, oh my God, like, oh, I can't believe this. And I was just like laughing the whole time. Like, motherfucker, I told told
1: you. you, I told you. (laughs)
0: You were warned. I had this guy come up to me. He's like, bro, please let me just like coach you. I have this gym across FIU. Like we could do great things, whatever. At that stage, I was just a party. I was like. No, no, like I don't want to. So that's one funny story, but I've had like coaches also that their focus is competition come up to me. We want to coach you because you would be yeah, amazing. Sure. And I know that I can right. because I have I have good genes on my dad's side, but I have really bad genes on my mom's side. Hmm. So when I start gaining a little bit of weight, I've had to learn and train myself not to let that trauma of my mom was 498 pounds
1: holy fuck, that's insane. That's like the TV life.
0: She used to eat an entire extra large pizza and a two bottle of Coke, a two liter. No problem. No problem. 498 pounds. My older sister was 220. And so they had to go through the whole gastric bypass Mm -hmm. journey. So Which is tough. Which is tough in itself. When I... I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, mm-hmm. no matter what. So with my first one, I gained 65 pounds. So when I saw myself on that scale, mm. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I don't want the same thing to happen yeah, to don't me. not want to be 500 pounds. No, the next day in the hospital, I had a C-section pushing my fucking newborn around doing laps.
1: Doing cardio. <laughs> doing <laughs> doing, doing your laps car- in
0: Jeez. the hallway. Sure. Because I was so traumatized. Yeah. With my second son, I gained 72 pounds. Fuck. I gained a lot of weight. And I was even healthier with my second one, yeah. working out every day. I worked out every single day till the end. Mm-hmm. So I literally could not because I was so big. And it's just unlearning that trauma that I, I I won't end up that way. Sure, But with my dad's side of the family, super ripped, super strong. We're very strong in, in my dad's side of the family, like, I could kick you and you will fly. <laughs>
1: I'm not gonna be oh on the guy at the Gaza beach. I believe you. Okay. No, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Well, I don't know. Uh, I might not be able to take
1: you down. But... Yes, cereal. strong man, You're strong like... man.
0: Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see yeah. more, more mints. Yeah, more mints.
1: <laughs> it's the fucking mint powder everywhere. No, it's mint. I swear. It's... <laughs> like Tony Montana, just fucking face covering ATG. I'm like, I swear, officer, this is fucking mints. It's it's minty
0: oh my god that's hilarious but my younger sister like that girl does not work out like at all you see her her arms are more ripped than mine so jealous so yeah. so we have very blessed jeans on my dad's side but on my mom's side i have to be so i'm right in the middle mm. i could go either way so that's why I'm, I try to stay very disciplined and very, you know, not. So right now in this journey, I'm like, I feel a little fluffier than I'm used to. But my focus is to build my lower body even more. Even though people are like, you want it bigger? And I'm like, yes, leave me alone. Don't
1: worry about it. Bigger, bigger. I love our My big. pants
0: don't fit me. Yeah. It's fine. They're strong. I have leggings.
1: Yeah, I live in exactly. leggings. Like I got sweatpants <laughs> and leggings. That's I think, but one of the I guess one of the best feelings too, is, especially in lower body stuff, is when jeans start to fit a little tighter. And
0: None of my jeans fit me.
1: That's the best. That's that's <laughs> the best. What we work for. I mean, it's like, oh shucks, my legs and my I guess butt, I have to wear more check. dresses
0: and be more feminine now. See
1: this is all aligning i
0: hate this This i don't hate it
1: it's fine you can't
0: say (laughs) it's fine
1: (laughs) you said it with a smile on your face very feminine it's okay yeah fine but yeah look there's i think it's called wellness if i'm not mistaken the new class now for women it's typically women with big strong lower bodies and you know normal upper bodies it's like a new class that just opened up just like there's classical physique now for men
0: oh so is this like, is a competition
1: this is for bodybuilding uh-huh. style yeah so there's there's bikini there's um physique i think for women don't quote me figure sorry figure and now they have something called wellness which is you're still in shape but it's for you know
0: my brain is like, like
1: hmm. I, and, I, and i'm just I, like
0: no no just dropping do, do, the
1: seed it, here just, uh, you hear it first <sighs> but it's it's for it's for women who prefer bigger lower bottoms big legs big quads big butt and they're not being punished for it because you know in bikini you have to be overall relatively like, slender and yeah. tall so you'll see a lot of girls between like you know five two and five six five eight just crushing it with their legs instead of
0: i'm so glad they're doing that
1: yeah it's pretty cool it gives you another opening aspect to it right um, and then in men they do something called classical physique which is where a bum is um, what's his he's, C-Bum is a very famous bodybuilder
0: okay
1: um and it's it's his style it looks like arnold did in the 70s like I'm that like, what
0: character.
1: is a C- sebum <laughs> is the canadian powerlifter um and he he looks like classic physique what arnold used to look like you're kind of have a vacuum you're not just like this stacked machine I'd be interested in that just because I think it's just more feasible. Are we
0: going to do some competition?
1: It's going to get crazy. The end of the are year's we doing lie. this? Yeah. Is this happening right <laughs> now? Wait, are we like, you
0: coach me, I coach you? Yeah, this is going to happen. <laughs> this is happening.
1: So I like, feel
0: like people will be cheering us on like, yeah. yeah this is happening. <laughs> no cardio
1: though, no cardio. No cardio. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: be like, let's go run with garbage
1: no, I'll be like, I'll be like a garbage bag. I'd literally A garbage bag run. I'll be like, can I wait for you at the park? I'm going to play with the squirrels. Fuck that. I'm not going for a run. But it's, it's it's interesting, the bodybuilding concept of it. And there's a lot of stigmas to it. It's just funny because in strength sports and things like that, you always kind of get that. Um, it's never really the sports fault. It's people that do it. So it's going to be a curious journey this year. And it's one of the last boxes I haven't checked. I've done a lot of sports that I've wanted to, and I've always wanted to maybe be on stage before 40. So why not? Oh,
0: okay. Stop. Stop planting seeds. I'm not <laughs> going to do it. It's already. It's inception. No, and then I just recorded a podcast with my really good friend, Erica. She makes the- um No. Oh, okay. Mejia. She actually makes the bikinis.
1: Oh fuck! See, so you're in. She, That's no, like and the she's hardest like, part.
0: And she is like amazing. She's done bikinis for people all over the world, and she's so talented. That's like the most expensive. Is part. look, why am I getting goosebumps? I am not doing the spirit guides. This is not happening. <laughs> I just said that we are not doing this. Yeah, we talked about other things. No, let's go back to the mints.
1: This is my fault. I'm gonna take full responsibility. Oh
0: my god, what's in those mints?
1: What are you making I guess
0: me it do? Is <laughs> <laughs> How can people get these mints?
1: Um, an easy way to do it is to go to their Instagram and you'll see go, go energy, go underscore energy, or go to my Instagram at the Battle Axe Gym and under my link tree you'll see, you know, E2Go Energy. Um, you could use my discount code BATTLE, B-A-T-T-L-E and save 10%. But they're actually, again, they're all over the place now. I don't
0: feel cracked down. No. I See. just feel like all of a sudden I could do a competition, but hey.
1: I think that's just you. <laughs> don't blame the main on you. Mean... nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I could take people down. I could run a half marathon with a garbage bag. But
0: I'm just sitting pretty, trying yeah. to be more
1: feminine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's positive I'm trying.
0: I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh, my God. So – Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. This was a great I'm day. so glad that people thought we would be great yeah, together. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> I think yeah. They were right. Good job,
1: girls. Yeah, well, job. Done. well done. Well
0: done. So, how can people find you?
1: So, the best way to find me is on Instagram at the Battle Axe Gym altogether. You can visit my website, www.thebattleaxegym.com, and you can hear what we do on the podcast, the Battle Axe Gym podcast. It's on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Those are the avenues to reach me the best.
0: Awesome. I have to go work out with you again because yes. when I went, I had just started recovering from my ankle. I remember. But it's funny. When we started engaging on in Instagram, I was just like, I want you to hurt me. Yeah. Break me down. What yeah. can you do? I I'm heard like, that you destroy people. I was like, oh. <laughs> And now I'm like well you know that's not what we're trying to do nowadays so i don't know
1: <laughs> i'm like um yeah but i'm like
0: but i feel like it's pending
1: <laughs> yeah it's just, i'm like we can build you first you know please let me just not i mean of course i can throw a stone at you or something and now you're Knock like me no, out. I'm build. Yeah. yeah awesome where exactly is your gym so people it's know. In, by west Kendall. it's by tamiami airport um some of the places that are there by keg south so it's right off of 137 and 128th street it's in the west Kendall area
0: awesome i'm so glad i had you on this thank has you. been again awesome. amazing thank you all thank right you. all right guys thank you so much for tuning in and listening feel free to share this episode if you enjoyed it and remember guys it's not all and night